Test, test. All right, guys. Another Untamed podcast. Um, I'm done telling y'all we're doing them weekly because that doesn't seem to be the case, but we're going to do them whenever we can. Uh, I don't know who came up with the weekly stuff. It sounds good, but it's just not working out. It is very tough. It with, is. With our schedules. Right. Especially in the summertime. Vacations and work, and you don't know where you're going to be. But anyways, we're going to get into this podcast, and before we start... Um, like to tell you all about some discount codes. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can use these discount codes to um, take advantage of uh, uh, some of the stuff we use. So you'll see in our videos, we use the HuntWise app. And if you're not familiar with the HuntWise app, it's basically a mapping tool that shows property lines, um, you know, a, a topographic map, um, 3D, like Google Earth. It even has a 3D feature. Um, has all kinds of cool stuff, and I'm pretty sure it's 50 bucks for all 50 states. So you you know, you get access to um, every state's property lines and everything like that. So it's pretty cool. And also in the app, once you sign up and become a member, um, they offer discount codes for other companies. Like I can't remember the ones that are on there, but I remember seeing like Everly Stock. Um, they got all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of incentives. If if you don't know what I'm talking about, download the app, check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. There is a free version and a paid version. And uh, the paid version is, of course, what we use. But when you sign up, we can get you 20% off. And all you got to do is type in CAPS, um, Untamed 20, and that will get you 20% off. Um, untamed 20. So not the Untamed, just Untamed 20, and you'll get 20% off the HuntWise app. We rely on that app heavily. Uh, I'm sure Josh can tell you in turkey season, deer season. Uh, We're constantly using it. Constantly. It ain't, this ain't gimmicks. We don't, uh, there's one thing for sure that you're going to see, what, you know, that you hopefully have already seen with our brand is we don't push a lot of stuff on you all as far as, you know, knickknacks and this and that. If we're telling y'all, hey, you know, you should check this out, it, you should check it out. Uh, and if you're not using an app like that yet on your phone, if you start, I promise you, you will rely on it pretty heavily. It'll, it might surprise you. I mean, and it'll contribute to success. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I didn't, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, Josh nor I were probably even picking up our cell phones when we were hunting, unless we were texting somebody or calling somebody, hey, we killed one. Or That's right. You know, but now um, I don't want to act like we are heavily relying on technology when we're in the woods, but it's definitely a tool that helps. Um, so check that out. It's called the HuntWise app. You can download it on any. Um, you can download it on your iPhone, Android, whatever you got. If you got one of those big box cell phones, those might have it too. But uh, the next one I'll tell y'all about is Vortex Wear. So you'll see us repping Vortex Apparel in our videos, um, and they've got man. Of course, they got top of the line scopes, binos. You know, top of the line optics. But they also have a new line of apparel they launched not too long ago, and it's called Vortex Wear. So uh, it's and really it's pretty sweet. It is sick. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Yeah, if you go look in my closet, that's pretty much the only stuff I wear. Uh, is <laughs> Vortex apparel. It is, it's 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 good stuff, and then it's designed for the outdoorsman or gun enthusiast or whatever. You know, it, it's got kind of an athletic fit to it. Uh, it's comfortable. They got all kinds of different materials. So if you like cotton, you like spandex, whatever. Uh, it'll work for you. But check that out. And the code is also all caps, Untamed20. You can get 20% off any Vortex apparel. Um, and yeah, it's just, you'll see in our videos. I mean, I'm literally wearing one 
I don't have it on today, but I'm wearing it all the time, whether it's a hat, whether it's a shirt. Uh, they got even formal stuff. I mean, like button-up shirts and stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh, Stacy gets on to me all the time. Like, that's all I wear now. Yeah. Is that stuff. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. So those are just a couple uh, discount codes for y'all. Um, and you can take advantage of them or not. But remember, Untamed 20 on HuntWise or Vortex where will get you 20% off. So whether you're buying a gift for yourself or your family or whatever, it'll work. I guess we can uh, get into this podcast now. Uh, if Josh should get off his cell phone. Hey, man, I was checking stuff for you. Dude, I always hate on him. It's on his <laughs> cell phone. In the podcast, I look over there, be mid-conversation, and John, Josh is Googling. <laughs> What was the score of the Steelers game in 2006? It was the uh, Steelers probably had zero. <laughs> yeah, we're Steelers haters over here. <laughs> Josh, you don't, you don't have an NFL team, do you? No, I'm just a big fantasy guy. I He's like, a fantasy I guy. I like single players. And see, I'm a fan of the greatest franchise of all franchises. And the, the good thing about it is, is they have no great players. The, the, yeah, right. The <laughs> one and only Dallas Cowboys. Probably get some hate over that, but uh, – yeah, it's it's tough being a Cowboys fan. You know, I don't think that's a team that somebody would uh, say, I'm going to start watching NFL football, and that's a team they're going to pick. I don't think no, they mo- – most likely they are. I mean, and if you look at a skill set, they should be a lot better than they are. Yeah, yeah, you know. I don't I just, I don't see them picking the Cowboys, though. They're going to pick, you know, bandwagon, the Chiefs. Oh, they're going to go with the Chiefs, or New maybe England. maybe a local team. You know, that's one thing. See, the thing is, I was born a Cowboys fan, like my dad was, and so – I just grew up like Cowboys. You know, that's all I knew. But, heck, you can't go to a game. It's clear down in, in Texas. You know, I don't – That's right. I, and so I, I envy those that are like where we live here that are Cleveland fans. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Charlotte. Yeah. Carolina. Pittsburgh. You know, I'm I'm jealous of that because for me to go to a Cowboys game, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, it ain't no round trip. Drive down and drive back. Like, you got to plan out a schedule and everything just to go to a game. And – it's an awful time of year where the games are. They're in the middle of the deer season. Yeah. You know, I thought about actually they're playing in Baltimore this year. I thought about getting tickets to that and get to see Lamar Jackson and the Cowboys. But with the Corona stuff going on, I didn't even know if they're going to have fans in the in the stadium. So I, didn't I don't even know if they'll play football. Exactly. Honestly. So, like, I ain't going to buy a ticket. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'd get refunded, but it's still – I didn't want to go ahead and start booking hotels and all that mess. The um – you were talking about that people would start hating on you, being a Dallas Cowboys fan. We don't need any more haters. That's right. We got we got <laughs> enough of those. We got enough haters. Um, <laughs> Just go read the comments on our YouTube videos. Yeah, and the the I was telling Kirk before we started the podcast that it it gets um aggravating. I mean, we can take heat for everything we do, but we catch most of our heat for hound hunting. Yeah. And that's it's so important to us. I mean, we've we've explained to everybody that Kirk and I both are first generation hound hunters and both of us love it. But we absolutely catch so much grief over hound hunting from non hunters, non outdoor people to outdoor people and hunters. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty um, strange. I've, yeah. I don't feel like there's too many people out there attacking whitetail hunters or elk hunters. Or, right. Uh, we're definitely, I mean, we, we hunt anything, and we're definitely not going to attack anybody right. doing anything in the outdoors unless it's something illegal. Right. What, what makes the hound hunting thing unique and what Josh is alluding to is um, it gets attacked from, from fellow hunters. It gets attacked from non-hunters. It gets attacked by everybody. 
and uh not sure why you know um well and you know everybody in the industry is preaching you know we need to stay together we need to do this uh or you know we're all in danger from the non-hunters and the activist groups of losing our rights but that's not the case i mean it is a shame in our industry um to read a comment that says hey i'm a i'm a uh, hunter as well but i don't agree with this hunting and i hope that the bear comes and eats your children yeah, and Josh, and by the way, he didn't just come up with no, that. No, I didn't come comment. up with that. That's that a, was an actual comment. That's an actual comment uh, from an outdoorsman. Uh, and I'm going to tell you all, it, it bothers the hell out of me yeah. to read that stuff. Yeah, and we're not um, we're not just saying this because one or two people have commented. It's something that just they just continuously wear us out. I mean, literally every day. I mean, it don't it don't bother me any, anymore, really, just because I'm used to it. But it's right. kind of funny. Like, I'll be sitting there, I don't know, mowing the grass, look down at my phone, and it's like, the devil's coming for you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know and and it, and, it, and it's uh, from two years ago when we talked to Clay Newcomb with Bear Hunting Magazine. He explained to me about uh, what is it, Garden the Gate? Yeah, yeah, and, that's what they call it. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think a lot of people in the outdoor industry understand how important hound hunting is and why they don't support it because we're not doing anything unethical illegal but we get pounded right uh and i don't think that a lot of people that are um commenting in the outdoor industry realize that when clay and them came up with guard the gate uh, how important it was for everybody to support everybody and especially to support hound hunters because we're at the bottom of the yeah he calls chain. it yeah he calls it clay refers to it as the low hanging fruit yeah and that's and and to explain that a little bit further, um, basically, it's like gun rights or something. It's like if we decide that we're going to ban, a, you know, the government decides they're going to ban AR-15s, well, then they're not just going to stop there. You know, the next thing they're going to ban is other semi-automatic rifles when they discover, hey, ARs really, you know, <laughs> yeah, we banned AR-15s, but you can still go buy a semi-automatic .30-06. Right. You know, put a banana clip in it or AK, you know, whatever, and you can still shoot, you know, a ton of rounds. And so to... You know, and then the next thing's pistols. And then you can all use bolt actions. And, they, and then it's only lever actions, you know. They just keep chipping away. So you've got a mountain of ice. They're just chipping away with a pick. Chip, chip, chip. And one little piece at a time. And then the next thing you know, the whole thing collapses. And we don't even have guns in America. Yeah. You know. So in, in terms of bear hunting and in terms of the outdoor, you know, all all things hunting, we'll say, you know, we're getting attacked by other fellow hunters. And we're getting attacked from non-hunters. Well, you know, next thing you know, bear hunting's illegal. What are they going to come after next? You know, they're, well, they're going to come after uh, who? Knows? It could be rabbit hunting. Rabbit hunting. You know, it could be squirrel hunting. Yeah. It could be any. You know, whitetail hunting. Um, you start you start banning certain practices like you can't use decoys anymore with turkey hunting. Yeah. Um, it's just a little bit at time. So when 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 Clay says guard the gate, he's exactly right because the gate, you know. The hound hunting, we are the gate. You know, we're the entrance. That is their their attacking point. Is you know, we feel like it's us because it's just we're not only dealing with antis, we're dealing with fellow hunters. Yeah, and, that, and that's and sucks. that's the shame. Yeah, is that we don't have support as a hound hunting community from the whole hunting industry. Yeah, 
And I think part of the issue is, Josh, and I hope for what we bring to light is a lot of hound hunters, especially bear hunters and stuff, they don't publicize what we do. They try to keep everything secrety secret, this and that, or whatever. And I think that's a mistake. I think hiding from what we do, you know, running dog, you know, training dogs, teaching, you know, catching bears, doing all this, I think it needs to be publicized. And we need to show people that, hey, we're not just turning a random pack of dogs loose, just a big well, pack that's of been our that's or, been our whole point from the get go. Yeah, is to dogs, shine that light. These are dogs that we train, we develop. You know, they they're it's constant. Every single day, we are we're with them. You know, you have to feed them. You got to water them. You got to make sure they have a decent place to live. You know, housing, everything. Like, for instance, I'm with Josh, and uh, my fiance dropped me off here at the office because we we're down here in this area, and uh, we decided to record this podcast. Well, on the way home, I got to stop and buy. Uh, uh, shots from tractor supply for my pup i mean it just it's it, never it, it doesn't stop it's never ending these aren't you know they're just they're you know by, by bear hunters hiding um what we do as far as don't post videos on facebook or whatever i think that's the wrong approach because eventually with that with that mindset we're going to lose uh you know we got to educate people that hey what we're doing is ethical and, and arguably the most ethical way to hunt now that may sound crazy to people but most of the time, when we shoot a bear, when we take an animal's life, we shoot we shoot them in the head. We know what sex they are. We know what sex they are. We know what size they are, and they're dead before they hit the ground. That's right. You know, with the you shoot and we tree stand hunt, so I've got no issue with it. But say you shoot a, an animal on the ground that's walking, and you place a bad shot, you hit it in the guts. Well, that deer goes, and it takes 12 hours for it to die, or 15 hours, or maybe it survives if you hit it. You know, and we've made bad shots with whitetail hunting, um, but when it comes to bear hunting, um, it's just I'm just saying it's arguably one of the most well, ethical it, ways to hunt. Well, any any time that you catch an animal, it, you could be cat hunting, bobcat, bear, right, coon hunting, right. I mean, you're not really looking for the sex of a coon, but right. But you could any animal that you tree or bay with dogs, you can identify it. Right now, bay might you be shoot. tricky. Yeah, it could be tricky <laughs> if they're if they're if it's a, if it's a mean animal. Right, but most of the time, you can identify the sex. You can identify the size. Yeah. And then you can make an ethical shot. Right, right. And it's, you know, like I said, 99% of them are good, clean kills. Yeah. A- animal doesn't suffer. And um, I think that I think another part, why we catch a lot of grief is, and I don't know the numbers, uh, maybe our buddies up in Michigan or Wisconsin in the bear hunters associations up there because i mean they're really organized could tell us but i wonder how many outdoorsmen across the country that never have tried tried hound hunting yeah and never, it's not and just, only just exit it, just like hey i don't i don't want right. to do it don't believe in it i've right. never done it but i i don't right and it's not even even go one time i just wish they could spend a week where you you get to see all the things that go into it as far yeah. as like you going on vacation you know you got to find somebody to feed and water your dogs uh you know training them in the off season working with them developing pups you know there's just so much that goes into it that it's just it's tough to see and and you know we'll put videos out where it's just you know it's just about the hunt you know once we're filming in december and it's day after day after day we're not explaining in every video hey we've we've worked with these pups then we you know now they're grown and now they're treeing bears and now you know we tree the bear we take it home we we skin it out we eat the bear you know all this stuff we don't do that in every video so someone that doesn't know anything about it 
clicks on a video. That's not explaining. That's not as explained every single time. We don't, you know, we don't explain it in every single video. The ethics, the the training, the you know, all the stuff that goes into it. We don't explain that in every video. So then anti gym hops on there and just can't believe this, blah, 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 you know. And I think that's sometimes where where the issues are is is they, you know, and, and then there's people, though, you can explain, you can show them everything to it. They just want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, they just got a preconceived idea about it, and you're not changing their mind. Yeah, and I mean, if, if somebody would come and spend, because you can't just go on one hunt and say, and meet us, we pick you up and take you somewhere and let somebody hunt with us and drop them back off, because... You don't get the whole experience. Right. People don't see that we get up an hour before yeah, I to mean, get our collars and everything ready. They don't see us when we have to put our dogs back up and feed them water. I mean, you might not get home till. Well, yeah, okay. You, How far away do you live from where we hunt sometimes? Hour and 25, hour and hour, a half. Yeah, hour and a half, okay. Yep. But then we'll start. I mean, then we meet at the gas station. You know? Yeah. We'll meet at a gas station somewhere way before daylight. Everybody will fuel up, talk about what we're going to do that day. And then, you know, you get out there, and we're out there right at the crack of daylight. So, like, the amount of time it takes for you to do all that, and what's crazy is you'll have people come out of the videos like, that's not hunting. Like, you're just riding around in the truck. Bull, man, I've literally before been walking dogs to the hills. I mean, in one of the last December 31st video, I ran the entire race. Oh, like, yeah. never got in a truck. Yeah. Like, and, it, and I promise I have never been that tired whitetail hunting. <laughs> never. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, but I think that that – People that comment that, yeah, uh, is because of inexperience. Yeah, yeah, it would really just take them one time to go in, in a good, you know, in, the, in a true hunt and get to see it where it's not it's not an easy hunt. Because don't get me wrong, there are easy hunts. Oh yeah, there there's times that you get you're at the right place at the right time and you'll rig a bear, cut your dogs loose, it'll go in a tree beside the road. Right, and even an example of that last night, I took. Three of my three young dogs I have took them out road hunting. I was just trying to run them, keep them in shape, yeah. and also let them go. In this area, there's hardly any bears, but there's there's coons. I coon hunt this area, and I I I'm road hunting them. Tron jumps across the road, runs a hundred yards, pulls up treed. So Riley was with me, and she she purposely she said I'll go, but I don't want to get out. I'm just gonna wear flip flops, but I'll just ride around with you. And I was like, okay. Well, they treed like a hundred yards literally off the road, so. She walked out there in flip-flops and yeah. got to see the tree. Now, yeah. that's a terrible example of, like, how hard it can be. Um, but coon hunting even, you know, I have been gutted from trying to, you know, walk in somewhere there's no roads or anything and have to really, you know, bust it to get in there yeah. to them. But, I mean, it can, it can be easy. Yeah, it there, can be There are easy. days that we can treat three or four bears right beside the road. Right. And just as, like, you can, you know, you're whitetail hunting and you got to stand in a low gap right over the hill from the road. Someone drops you off and you walk over the hill 15 yards to get in it and an hour later a buck walks by and you shoot it. Yeah. You know? But I hope that happens for you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to ridicule it. I, do I believe in everybody's hunting practices? No. But if it's legal, I'm, I have at it. Yeah, you know. Right. It's I like I don't have I don't, a big taste for using a crossbow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't have a big taste for sitting over a bait pile and shooting bears. Yeah. But am I going to bash anybody that does it? Heck, no, I'm not. Right. Uh, you know, I'm I'm for them. If right. you're out there getting after it, I'm for you. Yeah. I just feel. I just wish that 
not just us as the untamed, but I wish that the whole hound community uh, would get support. And even even within the hound community, you got houndsmen beating on houndsmen. Yeah. You know, uh, which is which is a shame. Uh, and it's it, it's like anything. Uh, and I know houndsmen got a bad. They get a bad rap. And there are some rotten apples. Oh, absolutely! But there's that, rotten apples in everything. That's exactly. It's the same thing we're going through right now in in, in the country. I mean, there, there's bad cops. There's way more good cops than there are bad cops. Yeah. And there's way more good hound hunters than there are those rogue hound hunters that you always hear about that give all of us a bad name. Right. And there's poachers and white tail. The guys that that's right. Like fields. That's right. Yeah. And so don't let the the you know the the I don't know how I'm trying to say it, but don't let the few, you know, ruin it for all. Right. Because there's way more good out there than there are bad. And when I said earlier about hiding your stuff, you know, you you know, be smart. You know, don't try to provoke, I guess, uh, the antis with your, your posts or your videos or whatever. We try not to because, trust me, we hold back with a lot of our content. Like, you know, we, we, we look at it and say, uh, is this, you know, is this something we want to make light of? Is this something... Um, that we want the world to see, and then you know we decide to post it or not. Not everything we video goes on the internet, right? Because you know? we we'll say, hey, we'll because one thing that I think that we have really learned is that um, being here in West Virginia, I don't think we have to deal with a lot of what these other states deal with, right? But we do if we are affecting them, absolutely. Is what we uh, we have learned. So we have started to be more aware uh, of the other states and what they are going through. And we'll decide what we post and what we don't post. Uh, right. Because our goal with the Untamed is, especially on the hound side, is to get more people interested in it. Yeah. Because the numbers, if you just keep – I mean, hunting overall, I believe the numbers are, are continue just to slowly drop. You know, less people are hunting. So we put out these videos showing people, hey, this is pretty cool. I would say there's a uh, uh, there's more bear hunters now um, – you know, in the last few years, I would say we've hopefully we've inspired people to go out there and get a pack of dogs and and get a truck and and tear their truck up. You know, have some uh, fun. Yeah, and I, I've said it. I don't know how many times I said it, but kids and dogs always get along. Yep. Kids love dogs. It's the best way to get kids involved in the outdoors. I don't care if you're rabbit hunting, coon hunting, bear hunting, cat hunting, whatever you're doing. Um, it's the it's the best way. For recruitment, in my opinion, for the outdoors, yeah, is you have a kid with if you're waterfowl hunting, it doesn't matter. Right. Kids just love to be around dogs, yeah, because um, they don't have to be quiet. That's right. You know, they can jump around, like pet it, then they can watch, you know, old. Uh, you can watch old Bud, you know, yeah. Bud go tree a bear and then go to the tree and get to pet him, and you know, and then have you know they're sitting there snacking on two handfuls of skittles and right making noises and it's fun for them yeah you know it's not they don't have to there's no there's no shut pressure up, shut up yeah yeah the no pressure, pressure is not, at all it's not there yeah. for them yeah you know? now when i'm out hunting and my dogs are out there as soon as i cut them loose <laughs> stress i'm a stressor because i don't want anything to happen to them you know i don't you got to worry about crossing roads and here lately in the training season i've dealt with that more than ever is crossing main roads i mean i've jumped out in front of coal trucks i don't know a few times this year, kept keep dogs from getting hit, uh, just because the bears are getting a little wild on us and they're starting to cross main roads. Uh, but yeah, I guess enough of that. 
Yeah. We got our rant over with. Yeah. All, all, all I'm asking is for people to keep an open mind. And, and the and thing s- is, if you're every- listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty pretty open-minded as far as hunting goes. Yeah. Because we talk about hunt, hound hunting a lot. We talk about whitetail hunting, and we're about to talk about what we've been doing lately, and that is frog gigging. Oh, yeah. We have we've we've put a little few frogs uh in the uh, freezer here in the last couple of weeks. We've had a good time. Yeah. So uh we we put out a frog gigging video already. If y'all haven't watched it, go check it out. It's 20 minutes of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. It, it it's another good thing to get kids introduced into the outdoors with is uh frog gigging cuz I guess you got to be a little sneaky, but the pressure's not there. You're not. Yeah, I mean, you can have fun with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, if you miss yeah. one, big whoop. You know, you go to the next one. I mean, I'm, I missed the first one I tried to get last last week and <laughs> started catching hail for it. And I think it uh, I think it discouraged him a little bit, but he got back on the saddle. Yeah, because I think I let Kirk gig for like two hours. <laughs> you know, I was. I believe every time I gigged one, Josh, you want to go? No, go ahead. All right. Yeah, we'll just go ahead. But then I, I I redeemed myself. I went out by myself. I think two nights after that, and I killed seven or eight. Did you? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I found a pond down there uh, in the area. Sure you uh, don't tell us the GPS coordinates, Josh? No, I'd rather not, man, because there's not a whole lot of ponds down there that, that I'm allowed gig? to get in. Right. Because uh, I was allowed in three ponds, and there was frogs in one and none in the other two. Really? Yeah. Must have been the breeding ground. But now I'm telling you, there was a lot of frogs in that one. Was it? My gosh. Did you you weren't in a boat, were you? No, I need to. Yeah, that's I'd what, kill way more. For them ponds, you gotta get in yeah. the boat. Uh I think I missed five before you know, before I got to eight. I mean I killed eight and I got um, I think I missed five or six. No kidding. To get those. But I got out in the water up to my thighs, but I couldn't get you get on the other side of cattails, you're shining your light and you can see all the eyes in the pond. Yeah. On the edge of the cattails, on the water side, man. If you had a kayak or a canoe, yeah, man, you could go through around there and just. Or even a little John boat, a little bit more yeah. stable. Yeah, I mean, you could. I got excuse a canoe. Me, wear them out. Uh, yeah, but, but we're going we're going to keep on stacking them up because we're going to have a big frog fry for everybody. Uh, season goes out in about three weeks. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think July thirty first. Yeah, last day of July. But what we're going to do next is uh, shoot them with our bows. So. We'll see how that goes. I don't. I'm interested to see if that's more efficient. I'm gonna say it's not because it takes quite a bit. You know, shoot, get the arrow, you find the arrow. I'm worried about losing arrows. Well, you. So Kirk, you know, we we said in the, our video that if we got 500 likes, we'd shoot, go out and gig with our bows. So I started planning right then because I figured <laughs> that we would get 500 likes. So Kirk has been talking to some people that gig with just the. Uh, the small game tips. Yeah. What they, they, this is like a blunt rubber tip. Yeah. Nothing special to it. Yeah. So I I haven't told Kirk this, but I've got a buddy of mine that's fabricating some barbs that screw into your... Really? Yeah. Our buddy Keith is... I think you're, you're overkilling it. ...is working on... They just take a blunt tip. Just that pure... But where's it go? Momentum. It just not, it kills them with the punch. There's no, it don't pierce them. Listen, I'm I'm talking to guys that have successfully done it. So there's no flaw in my game. I know it'll work. No, I mean I I, I want to. I, I, I'll Yours do it. Get buried in a log, and we'll be sitting there for three hours trying to dig it out. No, no, I, I'll leave it. Yeah, you just unscrew the. Yeah, I'll just unscrew the arrow. And 
I've shot enough trees in my time to know that trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to take out the uh the bear archery bows. I think I'm going to take up my uh, my setup from last year and use it to crank uh, it down some. Crank it down. Uh, apparently I need to crank it up. Josh worried I ain't going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just if you hit the <laughs> thing like I can't see how that's going to kill him if you hit him in the body. It will. I mean, if you can't hit it in the back leg, yeah, you probably wound it. But, I mean, if you hit it with that blunt tip, you're going to hit it somewhere in its main torso, head area. Like, I can it. completely picture you, like, trying to shoot across an area, like, 10 yards and then swimming in to get the frog. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I see you jumping through that ditch. Yeah. And going to get it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I get crazy. Because now, Kurt, Kurt. He he gets he gets he gets in it, and yeah. get, gets after. It. Next time I probably won't wear. I wore waders this last time, and the first so I've only done it twice. The first time I wore knee high boots, and I discovered in about thirty seconds that there's frogs out in the middle, and it's yeah. deeper in my knee high boots. I said, forget that. I'm just getting wet. So I was just. I mean, I remember sometimes it was literally like bobbing, trying to keep my head above water with that spear in my hand. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean that's sometimes where they're at. They're out there in the middle, but. uh I don't know with the bow. It'll be tricky because I don't want to. I don't know. It'll don't be know. it'll be tough, but I think it'll be fun. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go out the next couple of nights and try it. Yeah, I got, see. I ordered my uh, my tips, my blunt tips is what they call them, like a joint blunt tips. <laughs> uh, I, I hope got, you, I hope you leave those at, at the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I ordered those blunt tips from uh, Cabela's. And they didn't have them in stock. They're supposed to be sent to Cabela's. And heck, it's it's had like five to seven business days. I'm pretty sure it's been five to seven business days. So any day now. Well, if it's any, like anything else, every every supply chain, every product's on back order. Yeah, nothing's just, available. Just blame it on COVID. Yeah, that's the thing to do. That's that's the excuse for everything. And don't get me wrong, I know there's stuff legitimately <laughs> delayed. But like anytime someone's got a problem, right? They're like, oh, COVID. And everybody's like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, and everybody's like, "All right, I, I understand." Yeah, it's like my dog gets slick treed five times one night. How come oh, COVID, man? I'm. T- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, the excuses I've heard because of COVID. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it is it is a serious thing, but that, that just like the go to now. Oh yeah, and it's, yeah. it looks like it's going to be for a while. Things hanging around. Yeah, I will be. Um, it'll be interesting to me what these states do with the hunting season this fall. Yeah. If they're going to. Ah, oh, geez. Hope they don't. Even, you know, it, everybody saw the effects of it this spring where Kentucky, Ohio, they, they started shutting down well, the out-of-state. Well, that's of, just out of states state. around us. It's, it, they oh, shut no, it's, down all over the country. Yeah, it's all over the country. But, I mean, we felt the effects of it here locally. Yeah. They shut it, shut it down to out-of-state hunters. You had to buy your license before they shut it down. Yeah. Then you could go hunt. Yeah. Uh, but. So I don't know. I wonder what what effect it'll have if this want, fall. If you're, we're not promoting the spread of COVID, but if you do plan on hunting another state, it might be smart to go ahead and buy your license now. Yeah. Because a lot of people got burnt. You know, they were wanting to go turkey hunt, and I don't see how. Say you're turkey hunting and you're you're camping somewhere in a tent. You know how you're you're spreading. And don't get me wrong. I guess you got to go to gas pumps and everything. But if you're smart about how you do it, um, you're not going to spread it or get it, right? Because you're got to go to gas pumps at your house too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's probably the safest place to be. Right out in the woods is out there, Mother Nature. Unless the animals are passing it along. 
Right. They do. Dogs have like a, there's coronavirus vaccine. That's what it's called in the vaccine. It's not, it was before, you know, the coronavirus term was around before the, right. Before they started calling it that. Right. You know, because there's people that I saw, there was a movie that talked about the coronavirus in the movie. It was some this big thing. And then they're like, oh, this movie predicted it. Before. No, like that term was <laughs> like out. That, that was already out. Yeah, before the And now people are saying, hey, man, they predicted, you know, Notre Dame with it. It was in The Simpsons. You know. yeah, that's what they always say. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do some frog gigging with the bows. And I guess we're going to, y'all have to tune in the video to see whose method works better. Josh's barb method or Kirk's rubber blunts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Heck, you know, I might switch off. But the only thing, I guess Keith... We're talking about Keith's one making them. Yeah. So they have to be, or I guess they're the same size. You know, I feel like a, a few, 100 grain, 125 grain ain't that big a deal at 10 yards. But I'm sure he's going to try to make them all around the same size, right? Yeah. I mean, the way he makes them, he just takes a field point. Uh-huh. And then. Is this, wait, is this patent pending? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he made them years ago. Yeah. Uh, and he, he made a video they called Frog Busters. He made a video? Yeah. Really? On like VHS. No and, kidding. Uh, yeah. And it uh and it's got the music of Ghostbusters. That's on what it. literally when you said that I was playing. Da, 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 yeah. Da. And they the lights come on the flashlight in their face and it's, they <laughs> say frog busters. Oh, that'll be the theme of our uh, video. And uh That's a great idea. So then he started shooting with a recurve with those barred broadheads that he made. We need to get him to go with this when we uh, go. Well, he all he does anymore is work. Yeah. Um, Tell Abraham to give him a night off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All he wants to do is work too, uh, and do a little fishing. The uh, but it might work. It might not. I'm gonna. He, he's supposed to have them ready this week. If he doesn't have them ready, then I'm just gonna use the blunt tips too. Wait, you gonna borrow some for me? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, yeah. you were talking smack about them. Now you already were wanting them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's either that or I'll, I'll just take a couple field tips and. Grind off the tip and make a blunt tip out that of it. That would probably work. Yeah. I, the thing I liked about the rubber, because there was metal tips on there, but I felt like because I was shooting them like so straight into the ground, I thought about the arrow taking a beating. And I didn't know if that rubber would help would help that in, take away a it little could. bit of that impact. Because uh, there, was, there was metal, like just blunt tips. Then, you know, they make the ones even with the prongs on them. Um, I had some when I was younger because I'd sit in a tree stand forever and get bored and want to shoot squirrels. So I had some of those with the prongs on them. I've got them at my house. And uh, uh, they're kind of like what you're talking about, but they're not pointed. I know exactly what you're – they got the springs on yeah, them. Yeah, they got like springs Like if it, it impacts them. and grabs them. Yeah, yeah. But, so, I like, some of those ditches we hunt frogs in, like I, I, I have a feeling like with those blunt tips or if a, with a, take a field point and grind it down, man, your, your arrow – it, you could lose some arrows. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna. I've got a whole bunch of just old arrows. Oh, I do too. That I'm gonna use. But, um, but I they're mean, all different sizes and stuff. But I'm gonna shoot them all and just see, make sure I can get them. I'm gonna be like, all right, this is the blue arrow. It shoots a little low. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, though I was worried about the reason I went with those rubbers to maybe absorb some of that shock yeah, instead yeah. of it metal, hit the metal or hitting rock. Yeah. I mean, we were in rock the whole time last time. Yep. So uh, I'm hoping that it helps out a little bit and doesn't destroy every arrow because, heck, I can't afford to sh lose an arrow per shot. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't either. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to do that. and Bow season's right around the corner. Yeah, and, and uh, early bear season, September. Oh, it's August 29th. Yeah, August 29th it comes in. Yeah. Uh, 
we thought we were going to be uh, fouled up that weekend. Uh, our buddy Trace is getting married during that season, and we thought it was opening day. Opening day. Yeah. And it but was about foul our whole crew up. Yeah, that's what Chad told 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 Jordan the other day. He said, uh, "I tell your brother, I'm I'm probably going to be running that morning. Hopefully, the dogs don't stay out <laughs> too long, and we missed them late wedding." Yeah. So. He's getting married the next weekend, the second Saturday of the season. Yeah. And I was actually supposed to get married in June. Yep. But because of the coronavirus. Getting married. Eh? August 15th, it'll probably be 99 degrees. and It's going to be warm. No doubt. Nothing it's going to be warm. But, uh, There'll be plenty of cold beverages for Josh. I do like cold beverage. <laughs> I like Kool-Aid and sweet tea and oh, yeah. ice water. Yeah, there'll be plenty of that. <laughs> Yeah, Corona is not only affecting our hunting seasons; it's affecting our weddings. Yeah, then it's affecting everybody's social life. Yeah. The, uh, but no, we're going to get ready for whitetail season. We're getting, we're pumped about that. We're going to get out and start doing some scouting. Me and Kirk were just talking about that a little while ago about getting cameras out and looking for some new areas. Yep, and uh, I drew a Wyoming tag. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, it's going to be a DIY uh wyoming mule deer it's a deer tag so it gives me the option to shoot whitetail or mule deer it's now did you get an antelope tag too and an antelope okay tag. apparently there's quite a bit of antelope in the area we're going to be in uh but my i don't i'm probably i mean i'm going out there to my, my i want to kill a mule deer right you know um, but if a big whitetail walks by me, there's no way I'm passing it up just to say I killed a mule deer. Okay, so it's it's one or the other. Yeah, it's you a, don't have a. It's a deer tag. It's a deer tag. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the antelope tag is separate. Right, and you're gonna you're going on public land. Public land. Um, yeah, in Wyoming, and there's uh, you know, I there, I got two ta- I got both those tags just because I know if I don't buy an antelope tag, that'll be the first thing you know I see is an antelope. Right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to hunt, um, you know, like I said, I'm going to go out there for mule deer. That's really what I want. I'll kill a nice mule deer. It doesn't have to be a giant. I just want to kill a nice one. Yeah. Um, something I'm, I'm happy with and I'm, I'm not too picky. Um, but I want to have that antelope tag. Say I do feel that tag first two days, you know, best case scenario. Then I can use that. Cause I know if I don't, then I'll end up, you know, I'll end up killing one the first day or seeing a big antelope right off the bat and right. didn't get that tag. So that'll be interesting content. I'm going out there uh, with my buddy Mike Asher, which y'all, if you've seen our Kentucky Elk series, he uh, he's the bow hunter in that. I think it's the first three episodes. And then Craig, our buddy Craig, used a rifle. But Mike, um, he's actually been to Wyoming before um, and done this hunt, but just not in that area. We're going to a new area. Uh, so a fresh start and hopefully – I know. And, it, and it's going to be a new experience for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. Because you, you've not been out west deer hunting. Right, not deer hunting. Been no, out west cat elk, hunting. Yeah, cat hunting and, and elk, elk hunting. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I did when I was working at Buck Commander. I filmed um, uh, a mule deer hunt in Oregon. Okay. So, other than that, it's uh, it'll be pretty cool. It's like big, from the photos of the areas I've seen, it's like big open prairie um really really open but apparently in the areas where it is thick it's where they all like to hang out just like here you know bucks hang out in the thickets and stuff so just a lot of glassing a lot of glassing um so i talked to a guy there's a guy's actually from west virginia and uh he said um he said that 
he gets up there and starts glassing. He said it's crazy how many bucks that he'll see bedded or does or anything, and he'll see other hunters walk right by him. I mean, they'll let them get right next to him, just walk right by him, and they have no idea that buck was there. So it is going to be a t- – I'll be relying heavily on the Vortex optics. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we're, I, we're definitely geared up for it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'll probably I'll probably use take a spotting scope and, you know, my 10 by 50s. Um, that way if I, I can glass the 10 by 50s, you know, kind of wide, and then if I want to really narrow it down, yeah. see, see how big that buck is, if it's one I want to go after. But, it, you know, it, like I said, it's public land, and um, I know we'll run into other hunters, but it'll be a really cool video. I mean, hopefully, you know, you'll learn something from the video and plan your own out west trip. Yeah. That, that was my thought process with it was I've never actually planned an elk hunt or planned any type of hunt. So going out there with Mike, um, he kind of showed me the ropes of a, a true western DIY hunt. So by doing deer, you know, with elk, you got to pack them out. You got to figure out a lot of stuff. And then with, with these, we still got to pack them out. But I feel like it'll be a lot less, you know, a lot less stress, a lot yeah. less prep work for it. It'll be easier with filming and everything. And plus, I'll have an intern with me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I won't know how much experience they have out there. But it'll be kind of like a, a get your feet in the water and, and go out there and, and do something. And have fun. Have fun. Be a pretty... Pretty cool video, and it's something that anybody can do. You know, it was just a, a tag that you put in, you get drawn, you get drawn. Uh, so anybody can do it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. That should be that should be a good trip. Yeah, and of course we'll go out uh, cat hunting. Probably the the first good snowfall in the area we hunt, we'll probably head out there and uh, see if we can't tree some mountain lions. Chad actually said he said I'm killing one this year. Well, good. Yeah, I think I smothered him out with the cat I killed. Well, it, <clears throat> to go out and kill Tom like you did, <laughs> that size. Oh, public land. On public land, it would, uh, it probably would smother Chad out. But I'd like to see Chad. I'd like to be out there when Chad killed one. Man, he's taken a lot of people out there over the years, and yeah, I mean, I know. Uh, heck, I'm just thinking with him going out there, he's probably been on six or seven kills. yeah six or seven kills that's pretty good yeah and he, i think he's killed one yeah but actually i went to the taxidermist today and they said two or three months and it'll be done so did they have your start. form and everything there no they didn't uh they didn't they he called me said they were starting to work on it because oh. they were i mean i gave it to him towards you know towards the end of the, yeah. the year so he but he said he would have it uh going so i don't know where i'm gonna put that that one might end up in my parents house <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a big mount. Yeah. I tried to get Riley like put it in a living room, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's a big mount. Uh, it will be. Yeah, I I got, I'm actually doing the same pose you got on yours. Yeah. Yeah, just that sneak pose. Yep. It's uh, I feel like it's a classy pose. I hope to, uh, I hope that, uh, I'd like to go hunt the Northwest or that Northwest region more. I'd yeah. like to cat hunt up there. Idaho. I don't know about Montana. Yeah. Only thing I'm scared of, and I've told you, is I wolves. Wolves. I yeah. hate them. Hate them because I've seen some. Oh, I don't want to act like social media scared me, but. Uh, oh, there's some graphic stuff out yeah, there on I've wolf been, attacks um, wolf, on hounds. On hounds, yeah. You know, a lot of guys, you'll see them, they're hunting in wolf country. They'll put bells on their yeah. dogs and stuff, and that kind of helps deter them. Um, but. Yeah, it's just I've seen some bad stuff with wolves, and wolves are 
three times bigger than our hounds if oh, four yeah. times. they're huge yeah they would have no issues wearing them out yeah no it, it, that would make me nervous too I, I, I i've always wanted to cat hunt in idaho though yeah um well i follow a lot of guys on instagram that that cat hunt there and they have a lot yeah. of success they just uh, don't give out a lot of you have to go up there and hunt with somebody you know yeah because they don't give out they only, i think they only give out 75 out-of-state hound license that's crazy um so you have you have to go up there and hunt with somebody that you've either made contact with an outfitter which we i don't care to hunt with outfitters as long as i'm able to hunt right you know as long as i'm able to hunt my dogs and hunt yeah but yeah not a lot of them want to do that i ain't about that pay and stuff oh no no i'm not paying right 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 oh i would never pay to go go hunt right um but i would if somebody said hey yeah you can come out and hunt I'd go hunt as long as I could run my dogs and, and hunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not be controlled by an outfitter saying, hey, stay in the truck, let me look at this track. Right. Uh, you know, let me walk to the tree and make sure what we got. And then uh, Radio you my, in. My, my assistant will walk you in and yeah. you can shoot it and we'll drag it out and clean it and right. you can go back home. Right. You know, I don't want that experience. Yeah, or you could be some guys get flown in yeah, that day when it's right. tree and then leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you hear stories of uh, of it ain't just stories either; it's facts. Oh, we it could gonna, it could be. We ain't gonna name drop names or anything. Yeah, I mean, but there's I mean there'd be we hear stories of people keeping a cat tree overnight. Yeah, that way that some some dude yeah. can fly in and yeah. shoot it and then leave and then leave, and that's yeah. that's that's trophy hunting. Yeah, that's that not what we do. No. And it, it, if, say, you don't have, say, you don't run dogs and you want to go on, I got no issue with somebody that has no dogs in it. But if they want to go on the hunt and actually maybe help handle the dogs and appreciate it, yeah. not, just, not just be there to shoot. Yep. Because at the end of the day, that is, that's just target practice. That is. You know, that's exactly right. Uh, they're, yep. That, that they're, they're shooting it for, like you said, trap. They're wanting that office mount, that, that, the conversation know. piece. Right. And the, they probably walked in, and, and I'm not judging anybody, but it's funny. But I'd say that if they got one in their office and they went with somebody, they probably walked in, it was already treed, and they shot it, and they walked out and never drug it. They took some pics with it and left. Yeah, that's just not, like I said, we ain't going to judge anybody. Style. If they're legal and do that's it, right. go for it. That's right. But we ain't going to tack you online for it or anything. No. But it ain't it ain't our cup of tea. So... Well, Josh, we're at the 46-minute mark, starting to run out of stuff to talk about. Not the longest podcast we've ever done, but... Uh, well, I think, I'm sure that we could continue carrying on topics, but, I mean, we've covered some good stuff. Yeah. Let yeah. everybody know what's going on and what we're going to be doing. Yeah, and if there's something, you know, I haven't mentioned this before, but if there's something in the podcast you would like to uh, like to discuss or you've got a question or something, go on our website, um, The Untamed Hunt, H-U-N-T, theuntamedhunt.com and there's a contact us form um type something up in there ask us some questions um you know ask us anything if you just got a comment um we'll address it leave yeah it, i mean if you want to know something about kirk know something about me anything any anything you want to know comment yeah let ask us know us. something because we do get a lot of questions that uh, i guess just through facebook or whatever but yeah if it's something podcast you want to hear us talk about on the podcast let us know. Message us on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and we'll we'll read it and get back to you or address it on the podcast. So, 
Don't forget, guys, these promo codes are Untamed20 for HuntWise, the best hunting scouting app there is, in our opinion, and Vortex Wear. So if you like the swag we wear in our videos, um, Untamed20, and you can, you can get 20% off both their products. Thanks for listening, guys.